Hey, Abby, how do you uh, feel about relationships? Um, platonic ones, wonderful. Who can have enough friends? Um, romantic, um, absolutely terrifying. Just trembling, terrifying. Wow. Uh, should we talk about that? I feel like we have to now. All right, and welcome back to another episode of From Point A to B. This week, um, if you didn't understand from that awesome intro we just did, we are going to be talking about relationships. And no, we're not going to be talking about platonic relationships, although maybe in another episode we'll discover or discuss more friendships and like sibling relationships and stuff like that. But this week we're talking about relationships of the romantic variety and as abby's already expressed she has some strong feelings (laughs) and so do i (laughs) do you want to share some of your strong feelings i guess so i mean i've never been in one so we'll just clear that slate um we'll just go into we can go into sexuality and everything and that uh everything else but i kind of as far as my sexual and my romantic um identities i lean towards the asexual side of things i don't know if that might be too constricting for me but i lean toward that so that has some things to do with it um the other social anxiety plays as well (laughs) yeah and i think that's fluid too so that's how you feel right now Mm -hmm. and that's cool but maybe something else will come along that describes you even better than that or is more accurate to represent you um i have had some relationships in my life none have been very long lasting uh because i have self-diagnosed myself with a fear of commitment Mm -hmm. um but um i'm interested in the boys i like the boys (laughs) they are because that was a song i like all the boys (laughs) i don't really know any of those songs don't hate oh boy well that should be a podcast in of itself (laughs) I I'm not really up with popular culture, <laughs> but Lizzo is not popular culture. She is life, as we know it. You just haven't been introduced to her yet, but we're getting off topic. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I um, am into men. I haven't been in a like relationship relationship for a couple of years now i guess since i I don't think you've ever been with anyone long enough for me to care to remember their names yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i go on dates pretty frequently um but even say i do that you're one step ahead of me sister i don't know it's just i think i deserve a lot and some guys are just keep those standards high yes and some guys are just boring you know never settle yeah and I like to be entertained, and I've just, it's not that I've, like, I haven't had any, like, horror date experiences or anything, but I feel like a lot of guys just don't entertain me. Yeah. You know, I, I demand People a lot. Yeah. yeah. But should we start maybe by talking about one of the biggest kind of themes of dating in our current time which is dating apps oh yes oh yes i've i I have dabbled in those has have i yes Yes, we've (laughs) dabbled in them together we have i recall that's there's no fun unless you're doing it with friends exactly some of the best way to experience uh, dating apps is to do like collective swiping with you and your friends (laughs) you know um you can uh, get opinions from them yeah, you can see, you share all the weird profiles with yeah. each other. You can see if you have any um, mutual matches. It's a great time. And I think, too, a lot of the apps now even have, like, a feature where if you don't like somebody, but you think they'd be good for a friend, you can, like, recommend, recommend them. them, which I think is cool. Like, that's a good idea. Like, I do see people who I'm like, you know, this person doesn't really seem like they'd be for me, but I have a friend who seems like they'd be, you know, maybe they'd hit it off. So Mm -hmm. I like that kind of collaborative dating aspect of it a little bit. Yeah, that's a nice, I like that that's an option. Yeah. I also knows I'll need a push. Yeah. (laughs) I'll keep my out for you. If you're going to come to Minnesota, (laughs) I'll send you some. (laughs) some Well, we already know next August I'm set to come out. So, (laughs) 
But um, I did hear of an app, and I can't remember the name, but I was on actually, I think, a podcast commercial about an app where you're like dating with your friends. So it brings that like aspect of other apps to the forefront where you're like looking for guys for your friends and like suggesting guys for your friends and then they're suggesting guys for you so you don't really ever look for yourself that's an interesting idea yeah there's also one I don't remember the name of it either I had it downloaded for like all of a day where if you went out on a date with someone you could then write the date like girls had Mm. the ability to write the date to guys I don't know if guys had that same ability um, but they were able to leave comments and give them ratings. So you kind of knew what you're getting into. Yeah. I mean, I think that's an interesting concept. Like, I like the idea of knowing that somebody else has met this person before mm-hmm. me and that like, he's not a serial killer. Or, At least, you know, they didn't target that one person. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, if the odds are low, lower that he's a serial mm-hmm. killer and just kills everybody he sees mm-hmm. um, off of Tinder because... If there's ratings, then I'd hope that the people who rated him would be alive, you know. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Yeah. (laughs) But but I also feel like that just, like, if you see the ratings that you get after dates, I feel like that'd just be so hard on a personal (laughs) level to be like, oh, wow, this is what that person thought of me, or... Yeah, I wonder if they can see that. Because also, it's like, some people aren't good at dating, you know? They might have a great personality, they might be a great person, but... Mm -hmm just in that setting of being on a date those like pressures that are there it's like maybe that doesn't shine through and I don't think that really shines through for anyone especially on a first date um yeah I don't know can't talk from experience but I'm just kind of assuming yeah I mean as someone who has been on uh, a, a handful of first dates in my life there is definitely an awkwardness to them like that's just and maybe maybe it's just me maybe I'm an awkward person but I've never had a first date where I've been like not nervous or um you know completely like just calm and relaxed and like everything went great we talked about like that first season hurdle for tv shows I feel like that's the same thing with dating you gotta get over that first like date or so and then you know get over that hurdle that awkwardness yeah and that's I don't know maybe we're I have <laughs> I have issues because usually I'll go on a first date and it'll be like fine, you know, like typical awkward first date and like there's some chemistry there, but you know, I'm like maybe need to explore more. And then mm-hmm. there's a couple texts afterwards and then we just never talk again. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of what that's my a lot of dating apps. Yeah. Honestly, you talk and you can talk to someone for like weeks mm-hmm. and either you meet in person or you don't but then you just fade out and talk yeah like I've had that before I talked to someone on a date you know from tinder for at least a month if not more and then just nothing yeah it's very interesting going from the app to person in person dating it's nice to like message somebody for a little bit to kind of get like an idea of their like Mm -hmm. personality maybe but there's only so much you can get from texting a stranger that's true and they have time to think out what they're gonna say it's kind of when they don't have time that time to think it out what are they like I think in my experience it builds a lot of like false sense of intimacy Mm -hmm. and when you get to meet them in person you're like oh this is what you're really like. Like you're not his witty or, you know, and that's fair. Like, like you said, they have time to think about what they're going to say because they can delete it and rewrite it however many times they want before they hit send. But when you're in person, you're just like recalculating in your brain. Like that doesn't really work that well. So you have to like say the first thing that comes to your mind. Which I'm like, I think I would be great at dating just because I've been told I'm very, um, I have great quip, like, I have great banter, mm-hmm. but, like, I don't know. I don't want to be. I wish. I hope I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> well, my my problem with, like, the dates I've been on is I'm, when I'm nervous, I'm a talker. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> and I think that's a common problem, especially for women more so than men, um, in my experience, is that the guys are kind of more quiet and the girls, like, feel the need to fill the quiet space with words yeah so you just end up like a either telling them way too much for a first date because you're trying to like think of things to talk about or you ramble about meaningless things for (laughs) way too long as well so 
I don't know. There's never a great way. I feel like a good, like I haven't had it yet where there's been like the perfect balance of conversation. But I also feel like if I had found that, then maybe I would still be seeing that person. (laughs) Right. I think that if you hit, I think it's very telling if you do kind of have that natural flow with someone. And I don't know. I feel like with a lot of communication being text-based, it leaves a lot of like room for like you don't feel as bad ghosting somebody you just stop texting them and then you never talk to them again and that's how you end your relationship with them no matter how long it's been or yeah. it also it's just so normal yeah i just i have strong feelings about only being in a text relationship for more than like two to three weeks like that's kind of my limit either at this point like we've been talking for two to three weeks and we're both still talking to each other either we're gonna meet or we're not gonna talk anymore because yeah at that point everything that's been said over text has been said and like I care about you but I also don't really know you yet and I can only ask you how your day's been so many times before I get tired of it. <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know that's my experience stating I know you have less less meaning zero I've never been on a date and I'm not mad about it it's also I feel like a lot less common like first dates and dating in general my experience is you know you have like the old-timey like have three dates and then you're in a relationship or and then you consummate the relationship you know it's always like the three date rule but I don't know that really is thing I've had one experience where I did, I really liked this guy and I saw him like three times. We had been like over like one or two months. We went out a couple of times and on the third date, he, at the end, he was like, so can we talk? And I'm like, yeah, definitely. And then he's like, so I really like you. Do you want to be exclusive? And I panicked because fear of commitment but I was like ah I like so quick I don't know I know I will and like in his especially depending on how long those dates are they're only like an hour each yeah and like I did like him and Mm -hmm. I just had never been well that's not true I had been in like one or two relationships before that but this is like I don't know. It almost felt like more serious than those relationships I had been in. And I just, mm-hmm. I cringed real hard and like shrunk into myself and was like, uh, can we just keep dating for a little while? <laughs> and uh, he ghosted me after that. So. <laughs> well, I mean, it was probably kind of a mutual ghosting. I think it was kind of, it would have been hard to bounce back. He would have had to. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I mean, everyone has their, if you can't meet halfway, I guess. But yeah. also, and I feel like there should be an understanding there that three dates, depending on how they go, might not be enough for some people. You got to talk about the pace you want to go at. And yeah. and, and some like, people are intimate. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And to be clear, like, I don't think he was pressuring me to, like, mm-hmm. get into bed with him at that point. I mean, that didn't was, sound like it. It just yeah. sounded like he wanted more commitment from it. Yeah. And I just panicked because, once again, self-diagnosed fear of commitment. But... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just hard with being young, too, and, like, dating, where I was living in Florida at the time and was still kind of just like, woo, I want to go out party. Like, I want (laughs) to see what's out in the world. I was like, I'm going to start going on dates because it scares me, and I want to, like, start trying to do things that, like, scare me. That was my whole reason for even going out with this guy in the first place, which is maybe not, like, the best reason, but we had fun, and I enjoyed it it just by the time it got to like the point of being more serious I was like ah no and I do think you have to do that I think you have to continue to like push yourself because it's a scary thing and I can't say I've necessarily pushed myself that much and I, I mean you know I talked like my family doesn't even know about this one but like I talked to that guy who lived in Ireland for some time you know a decent amount of time mm-hmm. and then that just went off as well and I was like fine with it I don't know especially when you are younger if that's your ideal you're just like I'm not ready for commitment but maybe I should start thinking about it and I kind of started thinking like oh maybe I should be more open to relationships especially once I hit 22 because everyone else in my life had been at that point in their life at least married if not with children Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that's a weird thing about dating too is comparing your relationship status to like people around you because I have a little brother who's married he's younger than me obviously and his wife's younger than me but I don't 
now at this point in my life, I don't feel pressure to like run out and get married just because I have people I love who are already married and they're younger than me. But when I was younger, I definitely felt a lot more pressure. Like when I was in my earlier 20s, I was like, well, everybody around me has a boyfriend. Everybody around me is dating. Everybody around me is in love and they're going to start getting married and have babies soon. So like I need to get on that track. And I don't know. I mean, I feel like just being older, I feel a lot less pressure to do that. I don't know how you feel. I mean, I don't necessarily feel pressure from it. It was just kind of that sudden realization I knew I was going to be long behind them if I ever you know decided to get into any sort of romantic relationship that would be farther down the road than everyone else had sort of set the precedent of in my family and I think my family knows that too they've kind of slowed down or completely stopped asking (laughs) about it they already know not to ask me about grandchildren like they already got four for my sister that's good enough they might adopt in the future too so it's cool they're like we adopt we have sweat for babies and then a few months later I did adopt my dog so it's like they they know who I am and how I am so I never felt pressure from them I never really pre- felt pressure from like pe- seeing people on Facebook either because a lot of people that I know have been, that I got married have been together for so long prior to that and I've also seen some people who I'm friends with on Facebook have failed engagements and things like that as well so I know it's like I have you know, everyone moves at their own pace, and maybe it's better to move a little bit slower, um, to not have to go through that heartbreak, because I'm hoping that, fingers crossed, if I do decide I, I want to choose that path with someone, that maybe I'll get it right on the first try. I know it's very unlikely, but, you know, as I get older, and as I know myself better as well, just personally, yeah, I feel like the chances of that are a little bit higher than if I were to be, like, a teenager, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know any, like, specific studies, but I think that is generally where the um, science leans towards is getting married later in life usually leads to more success. But I also feel like at a certain point, like, some people get to, like, 30 and they're like, oh, I'm still not married. I'm just going to, like, find the first person and, like, Mm -hmm. that's my person and we're going to do this because I have my, my clocks running out kind of thing. But. Yeah, or they feel like they they never felt that you know they never fully felt complete, and so whoever is the first person to show that they might want start that sort of commitment to it, no matter how mm-hmm. genuine that is, yeah, they want to believe it, so they do. So they even if they know deep deep down that maybe it's not right, that they still go for it because they're comfortable in it, or it's it's something that's just comfortable or reliable. That's what we're all. I think we're all kind of just looking for that, right? You just want to be like feel comforted by your partner and uh that they care about you but at the same time it can lead to a lot of false sense of there can be manipulation I guess that leads Mm -hmm. you to not actually like you think you feel comforted but really they're manipulating you in some way shape or form Mm -hmm. but uh yeah and going back to what you said a little bit ago too about like family pressure I guess it does like having your your sibling be married and in, in, in a relationship can like add pressure like obviously both my brothers got married in the last year and around those times there was a lot of people asking when's your turn when are you gonna get married when's when's it when's gonna be when are you gonna walk down the aisle and I don't know I mean I would just tell them whenever I feel like it you know <laughs> like maybe I'll end up marrying myself because I think I'm awesome but <laughs> right that's I'm, so, I'm like if my family starts pressuring for marriage I'm like well if you want a wedding I'll just have a self-commitment ceremony <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> but I don't know but now um I guess I can announce because it's officially announced the world my little brother and his wife are expecting their first child Yay. so that does take the pressure off because now I'm like well mom and dad are gonna be grandparents not up to me like you know they can they can that'll satisfy that itch for a little bit that'll scratch that itch exactly (laughs) and you know once i feel like once that starts it's just gonna like you know babies just start coming after the first one so it it really really does at least yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) what it seems like (laughs) yeah so i don't know i feel like i'm good for a while um i don't have any pressure now like the weddings the wedding phases where people are asking me all the time have have long passed and Mm -hmm. the the baby phase nope don't have to worry about that for a while so we're good everything's good 
Everything's just good. if you feel like you're in a spot where uh, you're feeling pressure, just wait, wait it out. You'll be fine. <laughs> just That's what I feel. I'm like my my sister keeps on popping up chill out children, so there's always a fresh like new little baby. I'm like in a couple years once her youngest child, Andrew, he's just turned one this year. Mm-hmm. Once maybe once he gets a little bit older, then there might be a little bit of. They're like, oh, we must having a baby in the family. But I got a little while. I yeah. got a little while. You've got plenty of time. And even when he's not a baby anymore, that doesn't mean you have to have a baby. No, absolutely not. <laughs> like, I love children. Life. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I plan to wait until I'm older and just adopt. I, I mean, I would love to adopt a baby, too. Just have something from birth and just yeah. really influence it. But I want to adopt older children as well yeah i think adoption's great and i also want to adopt but uh, and it also takes some of the pressure off because the timeline is different for everybody mm-hmm. but yeah so i guess kind of maybe moving on from like dating do you have yeah. types of people or personality traits or anything that you find yourself more attracted to or habits? not necessarily that i'm attracted to because i can't necessarily have any habits i've maybe i've had like any semblance of a crush on maybe like two or three people in my life (laughs) so I don't necessarily there's not really any trends there that's not enough to build build a trend but I feel like just how it is with like my platonic friendships and everything I tend to attract people shorter than me (laughs) like my sister's like half a foot shorter than me you're shorter than me (laughs) and I'm like yeah tall-ish like I'm not super tall but I'm above average height for a woman um and I'm like, that's cool. I feel, I don't know. I feel like, especially for guys, I feel like when they're shorter, they tend to be funnier. And I really, I, I don't yeah. know. I, I feel like that just kind of happens. Yeah. I mean, hey. <laughs> I don't, that might be, that might be completely just off the wall. But I feel like that's true. And I feel like humor is a very big thing for me. Being able to have that banter back and forth. So I just, even though that's not necessarily like a type for me, I just, I can just feel in the gut, my gut, that that's probably what's gonna happen. Yeah, just like all my best friends throughout, (laughs) throughout my life, like all my best friends, my friend, my best friend in elementary school, she was a short little blonde girl. One of my best friends in high school, short little blonde girl. Like, (laughs) I feel like that's just how it's gonna end up. Yeah, I guess for me, like everybody's taller than me, pretty much, because I'm five (laughs) two. So. <laughs> so has my sister. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm short, but like everybody I've dated has also been very tall, and I think that part of it is I just like my entire family short, and I'm like I want to get some tall jeans into the gene pool. <laughs> you see, I don't know. How, my family's very mixed. Like, like so. yeah, it's a toss up really with my jeans. It's also hard for me to tell. Like most of the guys I have more seriously dated in my life have been like six feet tall which to me is like giant because i'm five two yeah okay and it's kind of unfair because everyone you know how it's a thing to write on your profile like like a guy who's six foot or like guys feel the need to put that on their profile mm-hmm. like how tall they are yeah it makes them more attractive but also i feel like guys tend to go for shorter girls <laughs> so like i'm five nine at least five ten if you ask my mom because mm-hmm. someone lied to her and told her she's five eight and i'm definitely at least two inches taller than her um <laughs> but I'm like, where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? Like tallish to actually tall girls, especially well, if you're a tall girl and you want someone who's taller than you. Yeah, that that's I'm like, true. I don't care what your height is. Maybe if you're like five yeah. one, that might be like down yeah. the road. That might be a little bit of an issue, but like, I don't see it as such. I mean, and height for me personally isn't like a big thing. Like, it's not like I'm swiping no. on apps and I'm like, oh, you're six foot tall. Swipe right. But, what about like body types do you have any like this is very like surface level just I feel like I would be and this is just something personally where I just kind of have to get over my own insecurity someone who's skinnier mm-hmm. like skinnier than me like much skinnier than me I would feel I feel like I would be a little bit insecure about but then it's also if someone's too buff I don't know I just don't find it attractive if you're like super super like brawny yeah I guess I'm open like I I appreciate a lot of body types. Let's let's put it that way. Is yeah, I mean, hey, body positivity all the way. Yeah, I like washboard abs as much as the next girl, but <laughs> I never want any guy I'm with to feel pressured to have those. No, absolutely. And I yeah. don't think abs are important. Like if you got a little foof, no. I got a little foof too. Yeah, it's fine. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with having a little extra extra fluff. 
but I am I'm bigger and I do think I lean more towards bigger guys maybe just because how I feel I feel more comfortable with them I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's what the psychology is behind it but I definitely it's something that crosses my mind when I'm like scrolling on a dating app do I want somebody who's gonna be like stick thin and I'm gonna look like a giant <laughs> I'm gonna think I look like a giant next to them and I'm I'm sure like if they swipe right on me like obviously they are attracted to me like you don't swipe yeah. right on people you gotta hype yourself up on those things yeah. too be like I am like I am pretty like I am attractive and you don't always feel it do you ever feel that like sometimes like more in the morning though when you're like just woke up kind of rested mm-hmm. you kind of have that like quote-unquote morning skinny going on and just kind of feeling yourself and then you'll look at yourself like halfway through the day or you'll look at yourself the next day and you'll be like no I don't know I feel like I always feel myself like I always think in my mind I'm like I am so hot (laughs) I don't know why guys I'm working toward it (laughs) (laughs) I'm working toward it I don't know I mean I become comfortable in my body I just need to become confident in it yeah you know and that's yeah I guess maybe I'm not actually confident I think I just have a false sense of confidence um (laughs) because I tell myself all the time like girl you need to be more confident you're great like you have a great personality and you're super cute and people are people like you so like stop being down on yourself so when I like all people I think I have times where I catch myself kind of being like you look gross today or oh you're so dumb or you know some of those things that I, I try to remind myself that I'm really not like I'm an intelligent yeah. person who is not gross like people are not revolted when they see me I just exude self fake self-confidence in hopes that maybe it'll bring fake growth. it till you make it I feel like that's how everyone kind of starts with confidence you kind of fake it a little bit until you actually feel it, believe yeah. it yourself right you gotta start somewhere and I feel like faking it till you make it kind of work so yeah. we scratch the surface on like yeah like body that, like, types yeah body types. I do so like what about beards. like what's you like beards yeah beards are like wishy-washy on the beard thing like I like it it works on it really works on some people but it's mm-hmm. also that's true not all beards are created equal like it depends that's on true. the guy but I do like now I used to think facial hair was like the grossest thing ever when I was like in high school <laughs> I was like ew gross but mostly I think because guys that age don't have good facial hair so but now as an adult I appreciate it and you also live in a cold state I feel like that's a really big thing like in New England like guys are really like proud of their facial hair so I feel like if you're in a cold state like you kind of get that lumber sexual yeah well I also when I my parents I'm in on those apps I'm like in the boonies kind of so I have a lot of like (laughs) actual lumberjacks and hunters (laughs) that are coming up but yeah I definitely like beards and facial hair now for the most part I mean obviously like I I haven't like seen a guy who doesn't have one and I'm like ew gross but I do take a second lean that way they'll catch your attention it's just Mm -hmm. like if I swipe through and I see they play baseball I love baseball Uh, I'm a Rockets girl like they're in three that's like the one sport I grew up with but it's I'm like I'll give you a second look like I'll, I'll I might not swipe right, but I'll give you a second look. It's like the guys who have puppies in their profile pictures, like, I'll give you a second look, you know? <laughs> it's like, I know you're using this as tra- a trap, but I am falling into it. Yes. <laughs> you have a puppy? Is this, like, a recent puppy? How old is, is the puppy? Is this actually yours? I need to know everything about the puppy. <laughs> I don't need to know I, anything about you right can now. Can I go on a date with your puppy? Yes. I don't need you to be there um, if you feel safer that way. <laughs> that's fine. You can supervise. But can I just go on? Just can I meet your puppy? <laughs> you want to go on a date to the dog park? And then they're like, do you have a dog? No, I just want to spend time with your dog. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, oh my, but let me tell you, a cat and a dating profile left. They really? have a cat left. Well, I'm allergic to cats, so oh. I've never had a cat. You don't, so you don't want them to, you don't want that to become an issue later down the line. Yeah. And picking and choosing. Yeah. I get that. I was gonna say I love cats too. I love all the animals. I feel like dudes that are like happily like cat owners. I don't know. I feel like that's a certain type of person. You know. That's the thing is like I feel like there's not a lot of dudes who are like holding up a cat or in their profile. I feel but- like that can lean two ways too. I feel like it leans toward like that kind of weird person that was probably a part of like I don't want to like generalize people that was a part of like IT club or something in high school they like <laughs> never really grew out of that weird awkward preteen stage 
or it's just someone who's like just proudly confident like yeah I'm a cat person maybe they're more of an introvert and I dig that I dig the like yes I'd rather stay at home too yeah and like do you if you're a cat person you will find the right person who loves your cat it probably just won't be me and I'm sorry (laughs) it might be me (laughs) also see there's somebody out there for everybody but like also like exotic animals like if they have like there was a big trend when I was living in Florida like people have like pictures with tigers and stuff and I was like not about that yeah that was that was a trend in Florida having pictures with tigers Mm -hmm. yeah but I don't know and also like snakes and stuff or alligators I'm like you know I mean I've pet a snake before I did boo at the not boo at the zoo bunk with the beast at the Denver Zoo when I was a Girl Scout when I was younger I got to touch a snake I got to hold a snake I also got to pet a tarantula once yeah it's not really the animal I guess it's how they feature the animal how they feature yes that's 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 a good way to to. put it because I feel like that goes into the personality which is like we kind of touched on the like shallow end of things but I'm like yeah what's like actually important in a relationship Mm -hmm. is someone's personality what their values are yeah and I think my answers are probably pretty to the personality question pretty standard like you know I want somebody who's funny and Mm -hmm. who can make me laugh and who um is just nice a kind person they're hard to come by these days yes just somebody (laughs) who is like not just nice to me but nice to everybody like that would be preferable and I mean other than that like just being a decent person who like cares about stuff like I feel like especially if you have a passion I am very if you are passionate about something no matter what that is if I can see that passion I want to be a part of that like I started a book series just because someone was like one of the deckhands was very passionate about how he spoke about it. I'm like, I want to be a part, even if I can't get myself into it. Like if you love Lord of the Rings and I try watching it with you, I'm going to try, but I might not like it. I might not get it, but I still want to try and be a, find a way to be a part of that. I don't know. I, there's something that's uh, very luring, alluring about passion passion yeah no definitely like having interests is a big part like I don't really think we have it has like a I don't know if it's a personality trait but just being interested in things and having goals for yourself and um like yeah having passions that you want to strive towards and that you're like fill your time doing things that you like to do like that is very attractive so Mm -hmm. someone with a like with a drive yeah or like and people too who are like don't just like absorb all of your like hobbies in a relationship or people who are like I want us to be separate yeah (laughs) it's cool if we share like one thing like especially if it's like a major thing and it's even if you go into the relationship liking similar things like that's fine but Mm -hmm. I know and it has I guess haven't been hasn't been a big issue in my life but um people who just like assume all of your hobbies and interests because they don't have any of their own Mm -hmm. that's where it becomes a problem (laughs) yeah yeah you you gotta have your own separate space and this is something that scares me about relationship that's really terrifying it's like the codependency of it Mm -hmm. it's like because you do have to have some sort of reliance and that trust there and I am so stubbornly like to a fault independent Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I don't want anyone because of what the dynamics I've seen in the relationships of people surrounding me when I grew up and even with friends relationships I've seen um as a young adult like just the idea of power Mm -hmm. and I don't want anyone to hold any sort of power over me but I know that if you're truly in a committed relationship and I feel like knowing myself I would be a serial monogamist yeah (laughs) once I do get into a relationship that it would be like you have to have that sort of that codependency so to speak yeah, it's strange being somebody who, like, didn't really date in high school or anything. So, like, you have to answer to your parents, right? You're basically, like, dependent on your parents. Like, you do what they say, you follow their rules, you listen to them. And then you go out into the real world and you're your own person. And you don't do what anybody says. You don't listen to anybody but mm-hmm. yourself. And then you're telling me I have to, like, go into a relationship and have to answer to somebody again. <laughs> Well, yeah, if you find yourself always saying, oh, I have to ask this person first, unless you are married with children and you need to find a babysitter, that shouldn't be your first response to yeah. everything. Yeah, I mean, it's like, 
like obviously if you're in a relationship with somebody yeah you want to like keep them up to date with what you're doing kind of where you're at but at the same yeah, time keep them up to date but you don't have to ask for permission for everything yeah that's how i feel and especially it, it depends on the stage you're at in the relationship too i mm-hmm. think where it becomes more like of a problem but like if we've been dating for three months and you want to know my every move red flag red mm-hmm. flag we're done like i i need space <laughs> <laughs> like until like we're living together and we're like about to get married and have kids and we can and I, yeah i mean it, even before that like if we have plans like i'm not going to cancel plans to like go out with a friend like that's rude. yeah but i'm not gonna if we don't have plans i'm not i don't feel the need to ask permission to go out with a friend after work i'll let you know you yeah, know i don't want exactly. to leave you wondering but i'm not gonna like i don't need you to approve of what i'm doing yes exactly that's a big Unless I'm genuinely in a toxic friendship, then maybe, like, I would be mad at you in the moment, but then there's, like, if you look in hindsight, blah, blah, blah. There's always an exception to the rule. Yeah, for sure. And um, I'm not saying that, like, I want to be in a relationship and then go do whatever the heck I want. Like, that's not... No. That's not what I was saying either. It's just that... I personally, like you said, don't like the idea of a controlling relationship in any way, shape, or form. Like, I want my freedom. And I think that's, I think that a lot of people do. I don't think most people want to have a significant other who's like demands to know their every move, who wants to um, like approve everything that they do with their life and like have total control over them. That is not a healthy relationship in my opinion. Yeah, no, I don't think anyone truly wants that. It's just sometimes they just find themselves in that position where they are asking for permission without even realizing that you know it just becomes yeah and I think it depends too on the place you're asking for permission if you're like hey I know you kind of wanted to see me tonight but like my friend from work wants to go grab a drink are you okay with that like I think that's different than like being like everything I do can I do this can I do that Mm -hmm. can I can I go to this concert without you like that stuff like doesn't I don't know. I don't think you need to ask permission for most. With everything in life, there there needs to be a balance. Exactly. Exactly. We didn't talk about age, and while we're talking about power dynamics, maybe oh, we, preferable I age. And we talked about a little bit. We we made an official statement. <laughs> <laughs> One of our previous episodes, I think it was our intro episode, because yeah. we were talking about One Direction. Yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't that wasn't a personal statement that was just our overall thoughts (laughs) okay the funny thing for me is and i'm just gonna reference a stupid like i think it was like a buzzfeed quiz where i was like i took in there like oh you're you want to be the older one because you want to be the more mature one in a relationship Mm -hmm. but then i'm at the same time i'm like i feel like i even in my platonic friendships again i feel like most of my friends are my age if not older than me and the people who are my age tend to even be older than me like just by a couple months but still Mm -hmm. yeah and I I don't know I was and I don't know if it's because I grew up with an older sister or um because I've always been fairly mature for my age and I know a lot of people say that about themselves but like my mom and everyone says that about me too so I've always been kind of an old soul so to speak so I feel like someone older than me I don't know how far older I would go I definitely wouldn't go under 21 I feel like that's just a weird thing for me I would go like 22 23 but a 21 if you're like 20 right now in my life I feel like you're a baby (laughs) yeah it's I I don't know it's hard because I definitely don't feel like 18 like oh they're legal they're fair game like yeah to me seems even as a 20 year old 18 year olds were kind of disgusting yeah Oh, there's something about being freshly an adult and oh, all the baggage that carries. Yeah. I mean, and you and I both also started college early, so I feel like that kind of gave us that sense, like, even if it's a false sense, a false sense of, like, maturity or, yeah, yeah being ahead in life than some other people, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, too, it's different for what I would do for myself than what I think is okay for other people to do. Like, yeah, that's I don't true. really pass judgment, like, if other people have a large age gap in their relationships. And maybe I'll find the love of my life, and they will be significantly older, or hopefully not younger, because significantly younger than me is, like... They might not be born yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, but, like, not probably not legal, so... 
<laughs> definitely don't want <laughs> yeah and i i don't know i don't put my attracted myself attracted to like yeah anybody who can't drink yet and even like i think kind of like 23 or earlier is kind of fresh adulthood and i feel yeah. kind of past that in some ways but you know i think it depends on where they are in life like have yeah. they worked in the real world have they gone to college at all or are they have they lived independently there's a lot that goes into it mm-hmm. and as far as like age gaps go I honestly I don't know how I feel about it when I have my tinder settings I had them set fairly high mm-hmm. for an age gap um because I don't know you never know yeah <laughs> and I feel like as you get older like it doesn't matter like those age differences doesn't seem as much I feel like when you're younger you start comparing like oh I was in middle school when they were graduating high school or whatever it is I feel like as you get older that age difference doesn't seem so uh, stark yeah well you're in high school like two years age difference seems like yeah exactly a big deal but my mom set my rules for me when I went to college she's like I want you to date someone with like within that like frame that like four-year frame of being in college like if you were to date someone like that's my general yeah. rule for you is date someone within those four years but yeah and I guess I'm a girl, I don't know yeah. like my grandma it's her second marriage granted but my grandpa is 11 years younger than her so mm-hmm. yeah and I mean my parents are five years apart which I know wasn't like a huge age gap but a lot of people, I think, have the idea of, like, two to three years is, like, the ideal range, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I mean, I do personally, in my experience, find myself attracted to people who are around my age. Um, I feel like that's a thing, too, in society is, like, it's maybe a four-year gap, and I feel like most people, generally, the male is older if it's a mm-hmm. hetero, like, a very heteronormative um, relationship. Um yeah. But. which uh I don't know I'm not interested in a very heteronormative relationship but I don't know I, I guess yeah it doesn't really matter to me if they're a little older or a little younger I just kind of like find myself attracted like within like I feel like a two or three year bubble mm-hmm. on either side of my age so right now I'm 26 so like 23 to 29 30 is kind of mm-hmm. where I normally date in and it's not that if the right person came along and they were outside of that I would say no you're not in my range but it's not a strict (laughs) thing but it's kind of an ideal thing yeah it's kind of where I just tend to fall and I think that's normal and hey if you if people like older guys or if they like younger people who are legal very clarify that if you like young people who are of age then fine I guess I don't have a problem with it but I I personally like kind of around my age. What about like but in a relationship too? Oh yeah. sorry. Go. Well in a relationship, do you have a problem with power dynamics and age gaps? That's what I was just about thinking yeah. like power dynamics or financial uh dynamics. It's I honestly don't care because I one of my like top three options would be like, hey, if I am with someone who at least financially is stable enough to provide for the both of us I wouldn't mind doing something at home and this would be me like just I don't know selling something be part of an MLM or something while Mm -hmm. I also would be able to foster animals and children Mm -hmm. like for me that would honestly not be a bad situation like I wouldn't mind being a stay home and being a little because that would keep me busy too like yeah fostering children and uh animals especially so I don't mind that as long, and I don't mind someone who's, as long as they're not, like, hate to use the term, but I can't think of a better one, like, a gold digger. Yeah. I If I, as long as they're okay with the dynamic, if I end up being in a position where I kind of have more power financially, um, then, I mean, I really don't care as long as you're not like I said, not just settling. If you have passions and stuff and you're not pursuing them, then there's that's another thing. But if you're happy where you are, you just happen to be, I don't know, like a lower paying job, like I don't know, a teacher or something like that, that takes a lot of passion, that takes a lot of drive, but it doesn't pay well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I feel like money and relationships is always hard. 
but I mean that's one of the major causes for divorce so yeah and it's it's hard because you're making money that is now shared with another human in most relationship dynamics. I know some people, it's kind of um, a little bit more of a trend to have still separate finances in marriage and mm-hmm. that whatever works for people, I don't judge. But I do think that there are obviously lots of relationships out there where people, there's one spouse who makes a lot more than the other spouse and it works. And I think you just have to have open communication about the money coming in and out and who's bringing in what, but maybe somebody has a higher paying job, but they provide value to the relationship in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's watching the kids more or um, being supportive of the other person. Like if they um, are working a lot of late nights, having dinner made for them when they get home, stuff like that, that does bring value to the relationship. Um, even though it may not be financial is, I think you just have to look at it that way. Yeah. You have to, yeah. I think that's, mm-hmm. as long as you're both bringing something valuable to yeah. the relationship and you each see each other's mm-hmm. value, then. Yeah. And I mean, obviously there can be power dynamics that are made from anything like money or age gaps. Like if you're dating somebody significantly older than you, they may wield power over you because of their age in some way, shape or form. But it also depends on the couple. Like if if it's an issue or not depends on the couple, not on society, I think is yes. the main, yes. main takeaway I have is they're they can create power dynamics but it doesn't have to yes exactly but agreed agreed. there are a couple of instances that i find kind of fascinating that people are like i feel from what i've like heard people are feel more strongly about like celebrities dating fans and like celebrities dating like people like 30 years younger than them because of the power dynamic and i don't know i I mean obviously yeah (laughs) it's and, and like, especially if, if they're older and they're dating another celebrity, then I feel like they're kind of still within that same power dynamic in that sense, yeah. especially if they're kind of still on that same A-list, B-list type. Yeah, like, who's the more powerful celebrity in the couple, you know, like, stuff like that. But, and I guess I do for, I do see some issues with it. Like, there could, once again, be issues that arise, like, if... There's, issue, there's issues for, with, can arise yeah. from anything. yeah. But I, I, I see where I, I see where the issues can arise in that and there being yeah. a weird power dynamic there. But it's also like you kind of I feel like especially once you're exclusive, you kind of know what you've gotten yourself into. Yeah. And I feel like it's not my place to judge once again if that couple has a power dynamic issue. Like that's their their place to figure it out. But I do think that at the beginning it can be maybe like more of a red flag if there's a huge power difference yeah because exactly. it could be abuse like obviously there's lots of stories of celebrities taking advantage of fans um especially recently with the me too movement and stuff there was a lot of fans who said they were assaulted by celebrities and, and stuff like that which obviously is an issue yes, and yes. it's a big one and that comes from power dynamics but i guess in long-term relationships that's it's different yeah, if it's a long-term loving relationship and it's not something that's purely sexual or purely just something that you get a high out of or whatever, what whatever that is, yeah, then I don't think it matters. I mean, my sister always uses Kevin Jonas. His wife was <laughs> technically a fan. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if it's someone who is like, because you, if you are a celebrity or you have a certain skill set that people know you for. I think it's nice to have someone who appreciates that. Yeah. You know? So I don't think, as long as they're not, like, a crazy stalker fan, as someone who appreciates your work, yeah, that's a bad thing. Well, yeah. I mean, it just depends, like, what your definition of, like, fan is in that scenario. You know, is it somebody who actively pursues the band or, like, the actor or whoever they're going after? Or is it just somebody who, like enjoys a couple of songs or watched a movie that they're in and like liked it you know yeah like they know who they are maybe they follow them on instagram or something but they're yeah but another friendship yeah yeah another um i guess dynamic that society i think has a fixation on is like 
bosses dating employees and or um, students and teachers dating in the context of like college professors, I think, dating their students. I don't want to get into students dating teachers in high school because that's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's beyond what. That's staggatory, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, when it's both legal adults and there's those power dynamics, I do think that's maybe the one where I kind of, bosses dating employees, not so much, I guess. Maybe I've just. there's rules set in place too for that. Yeah. So if you're breaking a rule, then that's, but also if you're in the same workplace, you probably share some sort of interest. Yeah. So that makes sense, especially if you're not a direct underneath, yeah. directly underneath them. I see where it could, where it's in place as far as the workplace. Mm-hmm. I think as far as the relationship happening, in and of itself, it's not a bad thing, but I could see how that could create yeah. dynamics with everyone else within that workplace. Yeah, and maybe I've just watched one too many rom-coms, but I don't think <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's the end of the world in that dynamic. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's a great idea, but I don't think it's no. the end of the world. It's definitely like maybe like mm, should we do this to start? But if you fall in love, you fall in love, man. Right. If, if that's the person for you, then get it. It's hard to find the one these days. <laughs> But I don't know, I guess when it comes to like professors in college or like dating their students, that dynamic, I don't know how I feel about that. That feels a little bit different. I feel like if they are maybe a former student and there are some, there's some young professors too, I could see how that could happen, especially if they're like a TA for you or something. Yeah. Because maybe you work together more, you kind of with them maybe they come to your office hours a lot and you kind of develop that personal relationship mm-hmm. but yeah I feel like when you're in college you have this fresh especially if you're if you're a traditional student maybe it's not so much if you're a non-traditional student mm-hmm. but if you're a traditional student then it's this sense of freedom I feel like that's sort of taking advantage of that you know yeah. um, I don't know yeah I guess kind of my two cents is if the relationship starts while you're like while the dynamic is in place like while they're they're currently taking your class that mm-hmm. is when it can be problematic yes. if it's something that happens after the fact I don't see a problem with it and I think once again it's a short-term versus long-term thing if you're dating them while you're in the class I feel like it leads more to the potential of a short-term relationship and a less relationship rather than um like a, a love relationship in the long run that's last. true so i feel like that's that's fair yeah so. there are, there's like some professors that you make friends with and i i can see how maybe that could potentially with some people spark yeah. into something past a platonic relationship yeah and i think you're you're probably I feel like they would you would want to put it off until you're not in the class though i feel yeah like for conflict of interest yeah you're probably gonna, because even if it is, like, a long-term relationship, you're always gonna struggle with the outside view of, like, oh, you slept with him to get an A, didn't you? Or you slept yeah. with her to get an A, didn't you? Yep. You know, which, I mean, hey, <laughs> people are gonna think what they want to think no matter what, but it also seems like that's, if, it's more problematic to me if the relationship starts while they're in that dynamic than afterwards, for sure. Yes, for sure. Um, so I guess other important cornerstones of relationships besides power dynamics, um, like trust and communication and Ooh, all the, the, all the things that they tell us that we need to work on to be successful <laughs> in a partnership with another human. I don't know. I think it's hard because once again, fear of commitment, I haven't mm-hmm. had a lot of like yeah. long-term relationships. I feel like we both touched on this. Yeah. <laughs> people are... People are much better at uh, these topics than we are for sure because they're more experienced. But I don't know. I do feel like the one part of communication is the ending of the relationship. If Mm -hmm. it's a ghosting, I feel like that's very common these days. And it's just like, it sucks. Like, I hate that. And I'm guilty of it. I've done it too. It's so much easier to just stop texting them than to say, hey, I'm sorry. I don't feel the same way. I'm, I think we need to move on or, you know, have that relationship, especially in yeah. person. But it's, I don't know. Communication's hard. 
Communication is hard, but it is key. Yeah. And I think that's like for me, I I'm a fairly open person. I like to like kind of like lay it out on the table. So even if I'm messaging someone, I'm gonna be like, by the way, don't be surprised if we start making plans and I bail on you. Like my anxiety tends to kick in mm-hmm. or I like I try and lay things out pretty clearly so that if something happens it's not completely unexpected. Yeah. Cause like I said, at least in this point in life, I feel like I know myself fairly well. I've got, you know, I've kind of focused on kind of noticing things I can work on within myself, especially when it comes to relationships just with my family and my friends and everything too, because I'm not a great communicator. I'm a very low maintenance, mm-hmm. per- like friend. I'm a very low maintenance person where I'm like, I just kind of like to assume that we're still good. I don't need that constant reassurance. I don't need to know and speak to you every day. You just have a good conversation once in a while and we're, we're pretty set. Mm-hmm. So I know that when you're in a more romantic relationship, that might not be preferred. So. Yeah. And I think also too, you're looking when you're dating, you're looking for somebody who has a similar communication style, because if you, if that, if you tend to be more relaxed in your communication and not has, um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say like needy, but like like not active. As, yeah, not as active, maybe. Um, you don't need the constant contact to know that you're still in love with this person. Then that can be, mm-hmm. um, then you just, I think you just have to find somebody who also fits that bill, or you have to be open about it, like you are, and let them know from the get go, like, this is how I communicate. Like, if we need to work on it, we can work on it, but like, this is, like this is my default. Too. Yeah. I feel like it's good to know each other's love languages too. Have you ever found out what your love language is? I haven't, but I think I've guessed at them before. I think I like I feel like if you know yourself, you can kind of tell. Like mine, I'm yeah. like, yeah, it makes sense. I think I there's like numbers associated with I think my physical touch was a zero. <laughs> so my big thing is um what was it? Acts of service followed by uh, words of affirmation. Yeah. So I'm very I much like, about showing how you feel, you know. Yeah. I think I kind of align in the same way. Isn't there one like that's gifts too? Like I don't yeah. like like not gift receiving gifts. Yeah, I like to give gifts. Is like that's a big. I feel like you have your love language of what you like to receive and your love language of like what you like to give. Yeah, like date me, boys. I will shower you with gifts because that is my love language. <laughs> We're just gonna post this. <laughs> this is our official dating profile. Come and get it. Oh boy, can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Man. If you want to date this emotional baggage, <laughs> maybe we should send this to all of like our first dates, like just so you know. <laughs> I re- if I ever start talking to someone, listen to this podcast real yeah. quick. Yes, I'm in a podcast. You should know that. Like, if that scares yes. you off, yeah. <laughs> we might talk about you on the podcast at some point in time. It can't, it'll can't probably happen. Won't. Yeah, but yeah, but as we, uh, Kind of get towards the end. I think one of the big topics we want to talk about was emotional baggage in relationships and maybe our personal experience. Obviously, I've said it probably about 27 times now, but my (laughs) biggest is probably fear of commitment. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like I have a bit of a fear of commitment. I have a a fear of a power struggle because I've Mm -hmm. seen so many emotionally abusive relationships in my life where someone holds, you know, particularly the guy holds power over the woman in some sort of way using the relationships with other people like their children or with money or something that they've become reliant on the other person for they kind of just hold on to that um so i don't know that's the thing for me the the lack of necessarily like have relationships i don't have any like my grandma and my grandpa granted that's the second you know yeah. second marriage my my great uncle and my aunt granted they didn't get married until like a year or two before he passed away mm-hmm. I want to say and they did it in private something to do with catholic like burial rights um but yeah well yeah I mean it definitely is a lot of like what you grew up around plays a lot into your 
relationship it's also just like style how I, old I am now it's like mm-hmm. it's weird for me ha- like if I do ever go on a date if I do ever get into a relationship not being experienced at it at all being 24 plus by the time it happens yeah there's some there's some baggage there where I feel I feel the need to perform well <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, I get that. Like, yeah, I'm not very physically experienced either. Oh, I was talking just emotionally. Oh, well, that either. I mean, I haven't really been in a long-term relationship before. I'm one, but that was, you know, a while ago. (laughs) But, yeah, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it is scary. Like, the idea of being in a relationship is scary and I don't think that's uncommon to be scared by relationships like it seems like a pretty common theme especially amongst our generation it seems I listen to other podcasts or like see people on Twitter kind of like saying this is scary relationships are scary to me and Mm -hmm. it's nice to know that you're not alone in that and that um it's okay to be scared but you just have to be open and honest I think with your partner at the start of the relationship and just say hey here's where I'm at here's my experience coming into this um if you have a problem with that you should probably talk about that now instead of uh in yeah. 30 years <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm gonna lay it all out on the line I mm-hmm. I don't plan on wasting anyone's time mine or yours yeah so can we just both lay it out on the line this is yeah. my emotional baggage take it or leave it should just we should always bring luggage to like dates <laughs> I, I wanna I'm gonna make myself a little craft go to the thrift store find like an old like briefcase or something just write all your emotional trauma in it. Be like, here's my 500-page essay. This is me. Go read it. If you want to go on a second date, great. We're probably going to get married. <laughs> it should be a thing where, like, you come to a first date with, like, a little bag of uh, your emotional baggage, and you just exchange it to, like, do homework. And, like, this is where <laughs> I <laughs> You're just exchange bags. You can do it however you want to, so I feel like that's kind of telling. Maybe you use props. Maybe you just write things down. Yeah. Maybe you use, like, a collage. Yeah. This is where I'm at. I'll read where you're at, and we'll see if we can uh, make this thing work. <laughs> That seems like a great idea. I feel like we just need to be more open. With I each think other. we need to adopt that. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. I'm like, if you want to go on a date with me, I'm gonna bring my actual, literal, <laughs> emotional baggage with me. I want you to do the same. Yes. No explanation for what that means. I'll leave that up to your interpretation. <laughs> I don't want to influence what you bring. Yes. <laughs> And that's when there's no first date. <laughs> and that's how I die alone. Honestly, I wouldn't mind dying alone. I always just, I never envisioned myself with someone getting married. I always envisioned myself living like the, the um, uh, Golden Girls. And yes, I liked the Golden Girls before it was like a cool thing. I watched it with my mom after murder. She wrote on Hotmark Channel all the time. You know, <laughs> you don't have to explain your fandom for Golden Girls. I feel like I have it's to. I feel like if way. I do anything basic... I feel like, I don't know why. I just feel the need to explain it. That's a flaw of mine. Mm. I also feel the need to explain myself all the time. <laughs> I mean, it's not a flaw. It's just, you know, it's a personality trait. It's a personality trait that might not be preferable. <laughs> to all people. But it, some people. To all people. Yeah. Some people might appreciate it. Some people might find it annoying and be like, just be more secure in yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think we've had a pretty extensive talk on dating yes. and our minimal experience with relationships. I feel like this has gone on so long. After we, got, we, it took us like a half hour. I feel like just to get past that first part of dating apps. Yeah. So many feelings on it, guys. So many. Oh. I feel like I could almost still go back and have a whole another podcast just on dating apps themselves. <laughs> like as could, just our, our experiences, yeah. just everything. We probably could, honestly. Yeah. We probably. Or even could. just like each dating app could have its like Tinder could have its own, Hinge could have its own, <laughs> Bumble could have its own. <laughs> The pros and the cons, yes. what we feel about it. How many uh, phallic <laughs> pictures we've received after giving somebody our phone numbers. <laughs> Not realizing that I don't know that if I've was... ever had any because I don't really give out my phone number. That's probably why. Yeah, maybe I'm just too good. And I did it a lot more when I was first starting, you know. Mm-hmm. But you can't send, like, pictures or stuff, anything. Usually in most of the apps, they don't allow you no. to. No, otherwise I probably would, yeah. Yeah, which is fair, because I cannot imagine <laughs> how many... Just the sexual <laughs> innuendos that come out of Tinder. 
how many uh, uh, how many phallic images I would receive if they could just straight up send them on Tinder? That would be horrible. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Too many. Yeah. It's not a pretty thing. No one wants to see that. No. Yes, boys. PSA. Uh, most women don't want to see it. Especially out of context mm. and not knowing you. No. Yeah. Just gonna just gonna throw that out there. Do with that what you please, but most women aren't interested especially right off the bat <laughs> so all right but also we don't speak for most women we speak for ourselves i just speak for myself and all of the women in my life who i've talked to and everybody yes. has had the same thing so i think every i pretty much every woman i've ever known they're like most of them won't even solicit it so you don't want to do it unsolicited um and don't just assume because they're talking a certain way that yeah. they want they, they might not there are a few things uh, less attractive than an unsolicited dick pic. That's mm-hmm. yeah. that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think we've had a pretty good discussion. Maybe at some point, if there are questions or comments that people want us to return to the topic, um, do maybe you once have we're a more dating ex- show. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh a dating show podcast where we yeah. have we have guests. On. Oh, boy. <laughs> Or they create they create characters. Or someone who listens create characters for us, and then yeah. we can choose. Oh, perfect! Yeah, that'd be great. But we could also maybe once we're more experienced, if we ever get more experienced in this, then we can uh, revisit the topic. Don't maybe if one of us gets a significant other that's serious, we'll have them as a guest on the podcast at some yeah, point. There you go. You never know. There the future is um, uncertain, and we do not know what's going to happen. But it's a possibility. <laughs> no promises. No promises. All right. Well, um, Abby, it's been fun talking to you another week. I look forward time. to talking to everybody next week and seeing um, all of you guys' beautiful faces um, in my mind because I picture them mm-hmm. while we're talking. I, I all of our listeners, all, all seven of you, we, <laughs> I picture you in my mind. I love you all individually on a, a deep personal level. <laughs> Because you probably know you deeply and personally. <laughs> probably at this point, yes. Um, <laughs> if anybody new is listening to this podcast, uh, we will list all of our socials in the show notes uh, on the podcast so you guys can hit us up. Mm-hmm. If you just want to chat, want to ask us questions about this episode or any other episode, we are open. If you want to suggest topics, we're open to that as well. Please do. Yes. All right, well, it's been fun, guys. Abby, do you have anything to add at the end? Um, no, not really. Relationships are scary. Um, nope, nope. Just <laughs> be safe, guys. Be safe. Have... Someone help me with my emotional baggage, please. I need a therapist. <laughs> yes, if you don't need therapists, please recommend them to us because I think we can benefit from seeing them. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate your support and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.